I'd like to welcome you to Episode 9 of our Mission 1 podcast, where we discuss all things global missions, both stateside and international. I want to spend some time today talking about the whys and hows for Mission 1 teams. Why do we do what we do? Do we do it just to, to feel better about ourselves, to extra star in our crown, or why do we do what we do? I want to begin with sharing some quotes from a couple of books that I've read that really have transformed my thinking A couple of these quotes are from a book called When Helping Hurts. And here's this quote. The average North American enjoys a standard of living that has been unimaginable for most of human history. Meanwhile, 40%, get that, 40% of the Earth's inhabitants eke out an existence on less than $2 a day. Another quote. If you're a North American Christian, the reality of our society's vast wealth presents you with an enormous responsibility. For throughout the scriptures, God's people are commanded to show compassion to the poor. In fact, doing so is simply part of our job description as followers of Jesus Christ. We're commanded to help others. Then a quote from Serving with Eyes Wide Open says this, Love for people and love for God have to drive our short-term missions work. That happens only as short-term mission experiences become part of a lifelong journey of seeking to love people cross-culturally whenever and wherever we encounter them. So it's not just over there or here, but it's both. I quite often go back to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. After the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so I really believe that if we're going to be obedient to God, we have to be involved in cross-cultural missions. And there's some pieces that that make a mission trip a success. And for it to be a success, there are three groups of people that are involved. They are the goers. That's those that that go on the trip. But they're also the senders. You see, the goer can't go unless people support them financially and, and with prayer. But a third group, and I think this group is quite often neglected, would be the receivers, those on the receiving end, the people in the country where you're going. What are their needs? How can we best help them? You see, when we, when we go, we go for a variety of reasons. I shared some people go because they want to check it off a bucket list. It's a bad reason to go. But if we go because we want to help others, then we need to ask the question, how are we best going to help them? We best help them by being Jesus to them, by loving them. We best help them by whenever the week ends or the time that we're there on this team ends, that they don't say, boy, I'm glad that team's gone. But they're thankful that they were here that, and they, we show them the love of Christ. You see, we can't save anyone. One plants, another waters. God gets the increase. And so while evangelism is important, discipleship is what we're called to do. We are called to go and make disciples. And so that week that we're there is just one piece in their discipleship journey. That's why uh, General Baptist Ministries, we consciously and without apology work through local churches as many areas and locations as we can. When we do a medical mission team, we work through the local church so the local church can follow up on that person who has helped. But quite often we think of 
a mission trip that, that week that we're there as, as that's all that's involved. But there's a whole lot more involved. There's the pre-trip work. I think a person needs to prepare themselves spiritually. Why are they going on this trip? Are they going to help them or just to help themselves? While you're there, how are you preparing yourself spiritually? And then after the trip, again, if it's, if it's going to be more than just checking off a bucket list, how, how can your life be changed because of it? At General Baptist Ministries, we have seven standards that we follow in trying to help people to participate in a successful mission experience. The first standard, without apology, is we want our mission trip to be God-centered. Everything that we do should be done not for our glory, not even for the glory of General Baptist Ministries so we can say, look where where you're at, but for God's glory. So God-centered. We want to empower partnerships. In other words, we want to empower the people that we're going to serve. We want it to be mutually designed for their benefit and also for our benefit. Comprehensive administration, that's a couple long words that simply say we want it to be organized properly. How is it going to be financed? How is it going to be promoted? We also, we want to make sure that we're not going to um, send a group into an area where there's um, unrealistic risks that are taking place. Particular times of the year, we won't go to such places as Honduras in the midst of a presidential election or, or other locations. We also see the importance of qualified leadership. Not just anybody can lead a team, but it's got to be a person who has prepared themselves spiritually, a person who, who can lead that team through a great example. And of course, we want appropriate training. You can't be completely prepared before you go, but to prepare people ahead of time for what they might experience. People live on the other side of the world on $2 a day, you can imagine um, what you might experience um, through very simple living. We also, the last one, and not the least important, one of the most important, is thorough follow-through. As a result of this trip, what's the next step? And the next step? And the next step? Through General Baptist Global Missions, um, we have a training called Culture Link. And it asks a series of questions and proposes them that, that we should ask when we go on a trip. The first question is this. What did I learn on this trip that will impact my future? Never forget my first mission trip in 2007 when I went to Honduras. And I saw the people who were very poor. We went to a government orphanage where there were two babies to a bed and 25 babies in this nursery, one lady taking care of them. I was there with my teenage daughter, and she apologized for not being more appreciative. And I came back from that trip realizing that I'd quoted John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, but my world had expanded at that point. And I couldn't go back to the, the old way I was. I, I had to be responsible for the rest of the world. So what did I learn on this trip that will impact my future? For some it's the first step toward a calling to global missions. The clear majority of our uh, career missionaries we have in, in General Baptist Global Missions right now 
began with that one-week mission trip, but they asked the question, what is God calling me to do? The next question is, how does God want my life to be different as a result of this trip? When I came back from that first trip, all of a sudden I even saw people in my own community in a different light. I saw them not as somebody that was needy and it was their own fault, or somebody that made some poor decisions, but I saw them as people that God loved. The third question is this, how can I give differently of my time, talents, and treasures? We all have time, we all have talents, we all have treasures, and God expects us to be good stewards of those resources. The next question, how can I be involved in reaching the nations on a long-term basis? I shared the example of my daughter who in 2007 went on her first trip, ninth grade. Fast forward three years later, and she did an eight-week internship in Honduras. After that eight weeks, she said, Dad, I don't think I'm supposed to go here full-time, but I do think I'm supposed to make other people aware of the needs in Honduras and around the world. And so how... How will your experience cause you to look at the nations, to look at the rest of the world? You see, we General Baptists say that Jesus Christ tasted death for everyone. Once you go on that mission trip, your everyone has been expanded. And the last question, and this one's critical, how can I best serve in my church and my community in order to impact the body of Christ? You see, I think if a person goes on one a week mission trip per year and refuses to be involved in the ministries of their local church, they're being disobedient to God. It's not, again, either or. So I want to encourage you. Pray about how God wants you to be involved, not if he does, but how he wants you to be involved in global missions. Maybe he wants you to go. Yes, you'll be afraid, but God will bless you in ways that will just blow your mind. Or maybe you need to be a sender. Maybe God's blessed you financially. You need to invest in other people being able to go on a mission trip. But it's not a matter of if you should be involved, but how and when. I'm excited that already this year in General Baptist Global Missions, we have uh, 24 mission teams scheduled, um, Honduras, Mexico, Costa Rica, Philippines. We're hoping to have some teams go to Saipan and Guam, We'll be going to India. And so you need to pray. God, are you calling me to be involved? If you'd like more information, please email me at jim.pratt at generalbaptist.com. But pray for General Baptist Global Missions. Pray for people to say yes. For people who are willing to get out of their comfort zone and go and take the gospel to the world. Thank you again for joining us for this podcast. We do encourage you to like and subscribe on your favorite platform. Leave us a comment. That's how we know that, that we're sharing some things that, that would benefit you. God bless you. Have a great day.